0: Paramotoring for me is the ultimate way to leave all I've gathered aside. I can leave my problems on the ground. It's almost as if stress and gravity don't have the same relationship that I do with it. I can go, there, that's fine, but stress is like, ah, no, stress can't fly. That's just how it is. A paramotor is a two-stroke engine attached to a frame, which you wear on your back like a rucksack, which you attach to a paragliding wing, and then you run into the sky. It's incredible. When I'm flying, it's, it's like being transported to a whole new place, a new dimension, a new realm. Everything you've ever known as a scale of reference, just, it's gone. You know, the trees, the houses, the cars, everything that tells you where you are, <laughs> nope <laughs> you've got to use topography even though you know somewhere like the very back of your hand you've got to relearn it all over again on the days where perhaps you can't get out of bed I just go out and get in the sky and the second that I get back down on the ground I can do anything
1: how's that for a landing that was amazing, <laughs>
0: There are no tests or licenses required for this sport, which is amazing to consider. But obviously, with uh, with it being aviation, you don't really want to be taking chances with stuff up there. People around here have, uh, have coined a few names for me: the flying man and uh, the bot fan man, which is my personal favourite. But you know, generally speaking, they're they're all really happy to, to see me going along. Because of the in, I feel like a brand new me. It's reinvigorated me, it's given me a reason to live again. When I was at school, people would have written me off as the guy that skived and daydreamed and was never really going places, but look at me now, I've got a flying chat.
1: <laughs> You're just like my favorite song going round and round my head. Like my favorite song, going round and round my head Like my favorite song, going round around my head. You're just like my favorite song, going round around my head. Like my favorite song, going round around my head. If you want to
2: share your story of how you got into the sky, get us up. Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Central, we'll share your story. Happy Wednesday! (laughs)
3: <laughs> oh I was muted let's try that again yeah
2: <laughs> Who the heck are you steve
3: uh root and tootin,
2: <laughs> root and tootin'. all right Toise, how about you doing good did it stop raining
4: it stopped and then it busted open again today
2: <laughs> hey
4: girl you need to come
2: back up here i should be flying tonight but i'm here with you guys well, we're glad you are. <laughs> yeah. And I just want to say quickly, um, thank you for everybody that did come out of the sky and sitting down watching us or driving or whatever you're doing. Start with John Wayne and Steve English, who I met this past weekend. And Angie Jbrom is in here. Uh, Bill H., Paramom, Linda Anderson, Aaron I., and Airless Mean. Must be somebody that is friends with our special guest tonight. Uh, Let's see, who else do we have in here? Randy Milstead. Copay J, I have to say, he's always the first one in the chat, like an hour early. Uh, He's just here to see me.
3: I got to put on a show for him. (laughs) Your dress? That's only for private entertainment. Oh, okay. He's paid me big money and has a reservation. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Williamsport Windwalkers, that's Justin Weaver and Wendy and Gladys Luebke. And let's see. I think that's it. If you guys please hit the the thumbs up, I would really appreciate it. And um, hopefully you guys liked our, our intro tonight. And I really think you're going to really like our special guest tonight. Um, please keep him... Oh, and James is in here. Please keep um, asking some questions because it is 1 a.m. where he is at. at,
3: And he is drunk. Yeah. yeah,
2: Drunk on coffee. So let's introduce (laughs) Pete Hobbs. Hi, guy. How are you? How's it
0: going, guys?
2: (laughs) Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Oh, no, it's gone.
0: It's gone. Need- uh, it's, it must be the weather. that evaporates so fast. <laughs> Cost Do me we need to have a fortune in you we know.
2: so go make more?
0: <laughs> That's not a drama. I'm always ready to make another coffee.
2: <laughs> so where the heck are you? Uh,
0: so I'm in Nottingham in the UK. Uh, the easiest way to say where I am is, have you heard of Robin Hood? Uh, most people say yes, and uh, I'm from where he's from, basically.
3: <laughs> All right. I've actually ridden horseback in Wales before. It's oh really? Yeah.
0: Was it raining when he was in Wales by any chance?
3: No, I didn't get a lot of rain the week I was in the UK.
0: Oh, man, you like you must be the only guy that's never got rain in Wales. Although when I went it was with the army training, so they probably chose the worst kind of weather for us. I well, swear I think it Steve Miller said it
3: best when he said everything's better when wet. <sighs>
0: As a paramotor pilot I I can't really dis I, I can't really say that that's not not anymore.
1: <laughs>
2: now. Okay. So, what kinds of questions do we want to ask him first? Do we want to ask him paramotor questions
4: or do we want to ask him food mm. questions or ask him the food questions first because that's not Let's
0: go with, Let's go not... with making everybody hungry. I can do that. Yeah,
4: yeah let's do yeah. that. Hit it, Pete. <laughs> yeah, what's with the food? I don't, I don't So, um,
0: years and years ago, when I was a kid, kind of going in towards a young adult, uh, I ended up living in this little, uh, it was like a, a hostel for young people that um, didn't really have like a solid foundation in life. Um, and it was at that sort of point there where this realisation happened that I thought, man, if I don't learn to cook now, then I'm forever going to be eating crap. So... They, they laid on these cooking courses um, and I took a little one of those and I quite enjoyed it. Um, I think it was like a stir fry or something, nothing complicated, uh, just a nice little stir fry. Um, and then from there that sort of lasted with me. Then um, I spent nearly eight years in the army, so there wasn't much cooking to be done there. But once I came out, obviously it was a big part of my life um, with the fitness side of things. You've got to make sure you eat properly. So I was always like, you know, doing the cooking and stuff and, it turned into a food blog at at one point and obviously natural progression as as you go you know your food blog turns into like normally sort of a specialized kind of product which for me was the burgers and then they turned into a saleable product um, which which culminated in a burger shop in 2020 but 2020 was the wrong time of year to be (laughs) opening new businesses so um the whole thing's been like a mad roller coaster to be quite honest um and you know i wouldn't have it any other way but it's um it's not been for the faint of heart let's say that
3: he was actually on an episode of hell's kitchen and gordon Ramsay told him that the food was so frozen it started seeing let it go <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, was so, it was so raw that you know oh man I, I to be honest i don't watch much tv and hell's kitchen so i'm fresh out of gordon ramsay quotes and i really needed to porn out of the bag there i'm not even going to try and pretend otherwise
2: (laughs) so what kinds of things do you make
0: um i love all kinds of cooking this weekend just gone um i did like a little test menu for the food trailer that i'm about to start slinging burgers out of um i make my own bread so that sort of recipe came over no not not vegemite nor marmite either um but if i was going to do one of the two it'd probably be vegemite just because it used to come in the ration packs that we used to get <laughs> so uh this weekend anyway i did um some short rib jacob's ladder of beef short rib um slow roasted those in the oven and then uh, pulled that apart by hand and then i've got some barbecue sauce in there baby rays because that was the best um, i'll serve that on some Fries with loads of melted cheese, and you know, doing like the dirty fries kind of thing. Um, and then we've got that that two-year recipe-developed bread that goes in there. Always big, massive shrimps on the barbie. The A1 shrimps, please. <laughs> um, so yeah, we take all that, like the, the the whole beef that I get is it's got its own seasoning blend that I make. Um, so that's all from scratch and stuff like that. You're more than welcome. I, I, to be honest with you, I I was three weeks away from going on tour and I had an accident, so. Uh, We'll we'll go into it a bit more later on, but I ended up getting medically discharged and I never got to go out there to do my thing as a searcher, um, which was a bit, you know, it's one of those things you spend like, it must have been 14 months doing the training for it and then I watched everybody else go out there. Um, And then that was me, like my career was done. So life often gives you, as they say, lemons and you can either sit and feel bitter or you can make lemonade. So I tried always to make the lemonade. (laughs) <laughs> that's why i did the this food is all just you know like it's it's always been something that i've enjoyed to do whether it be watching master chef um or or just eating something nice or going out and appreciating the effort and the attention to detail that's gone into making it because with food that like that attention to detail could be off the scale uh with, with certain people and that that is you know there's not many other places where you can find it actually so that's that's probably the main reason why i love food John Wayne says, <laughs> "When he
4: was stationed with the Royal Scots in 1974, they used to feed him greasy fried, fried bread, bread, bread and what stewed tomatoes for breakfast every day, and then tea. But the tea <laughs> was great." It
0: reminds me of down in Chatham. To be fair, when we was down <laughs> at Chatham doing the bricklaying course, every morning we used to get two slices of fried bread, two poached eggs, and a of beans all over it. That was my breakfast. <laughs> I'm not gonna have that tomorrow. <laughs>
2: So, um, Justin wants to know, do you have some mates that you fly with?
0: Yeah. So, um, it's actually, there's, there's two guys in my town that are about to start. Um, They've finished training and um, got their and kept. One of them's just waiting to go and have a, a day with our instructor with his new wing so that he's nice and comfortable. Um, there's a couple of other guys that I fly with, but obviously we're all in different parts of the country normally uh, where we met because it's not the most common of sports. Um, I mean, I, one of the reasons why uh, I know somebody in the town here that's doing it is because he saw me taking off on the field and uh, decided to get involved. So he went on to my school and um, he's been up there, which is, I mean, he wanted to catch his first flight and stuff, which was really quite special. So, um, and the other guy that I met, I met him at the school and he was from this town. So that, that was a bit weird anyway. But that's it for now. Um, there's a few guys up in like Wakefield and Yorkshire and Scarborough where the school is so I go and fly with those guys and then um Chris. Chris is an absolute legend. Beans on yeah, skinheads on a raft, beans on toast. You can't beat it. <laughs> have you uh um, so yeah, there's got meet Jack guys? Clark. Um, yeah, I'd love to get out and about more and, and visit new places, fly in different countries and just link up with people and, and see what the world is like, like in different places from above
3: right yeah Steve, what did what did you say have you uh gotten to meet jack clark yet he's uh no he's someone from the uk that's been flying i think the last 15 years and he runs like the largest forum for it
0: but i need, I, to, I, uh, always, I need to get into the, it's, I um, to me, it's get like, it it's for me it's like there's two kind of worlds in uk paramotor um and I, i've come through like the dark horse kind of world if you will because i went to a Ooh. private school i didn't know at the time yeah you know you just You go in and you you find, for me, I saw a politician, Johnny Mercer, veterans guy, all-round legend, flying one of these, Googled it, and I was like, right, okay, found a school, I'm in, let's go. Um, And then after I finished my training and whatnot, you find out about all the politics side of it, and it's like, ooh, this this is a little uh, little interesting. (laughs) Um, So even in the UK, it's like that? uh, I'm coming up for my one-year anniversary on the 21st of September this year. Uh, I did my 200th flight the other day as well um so it's it's been quite a busy year i um uh, I've, I've got a little runway right outside the house so i just go out the back door and um the How sky convenient. is then um, basically <laughs> it's
4: so nice to have a runway right outside your <laughs> back door <laughs> it's
0: so lucky and it came from the unluckiest situation too i was like i was living in a house down the road and i was renting it and it um it got black mold because all the gable end had cracked. So all the moisture was getting in um, and you couldn't really get rid of it. So I I could try to get it repaired because obviously the food business, I couldn't do the food while there was black mold in the house. So that that had stopped for months. Um, Eventually the landlord was like, here's an eviction notice. Instead of doing the repairs, can you believe it? So I was like, I was having a bit of a nightmare there. Um, And I just decided to drive down this road one day and saw this house for let. So I got straight on the phone, rang the guy up. I knew the field was outside the back as well um and yeah he he let me get in here so thank you nick for that if you ever watch this <laughs> <That's pretty cool.
4: laughs>
0: he's a nice guy as well to be fair like you, you know you get some landlords that are not overly great but you, you don't get that with him he's a he's a nice guy so i'm grateful yeah so what about you guys um with the whole flying side of things what was uh what was the reasons that you guys got into flying?
3: Whoa, whoa, whoa! We're asking the questions here. I know, I know, but I just—it's
0: <laughs> a quick one, you know, because I—I I can sense that oh, one's to me, and I just—I just want I, I just to You go first. R- Do
4: Me. <laughs> I've just always—I've always been flying. I um, I joined the Air Force when I was um in my twenties, nice. and I was in a—I was in an air um. Uh, Air Corps-like thing. I flew in that group. And um, then when I got out, um, I started flying ultralights. And then wow. I stopped for a while and then eventually got back into flying paramotors. So awesome. just, I just like it. I like flying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. What would you say is your favorite flight, uh, sort of favorite method of flight? Me? Yeah. Uh,
4: I paramotors
0: awesome yeah i think i'd have to agree there what about you steve what got you into it
3: i got into it because my life went into an utter dumpster and i promised myself when i found something good i would
0: yeah
3: to paramotoring i did i trained uh, about a year and a half ago but i've only been flying regularly for a year but within the past year i flew almost Lots. like a lot of the u.s like it's no, crazy. No. I went to a ton of fly ins and then uh people I, I don't have a fancy fly in style, but uh, people generally know me because I've got a pirate hooker outfit that sometimes no. I'll go and fly <laughs> in and I'll just be utterly ridiculous and Love it. And it's worked out. I made a lot of friends, and I love it.
0: Yeah, man. I'm getting a Robin. I'm going to have to get a Robin Hood outfit. I've uh, I've spoken to the guys at the uh, local council about this. So uh, you
3: do stuff. Robin Hood, I'll do Maid Marian. I have no nice. no cool. deal. <laughs> <Without it. Yeah.
0: laughs> Just watch out after mm-hmm. I've had a beer or two. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Trust me, I give to the poor in ways they don't <laughs> like.
0: I'll make you feel rich. Don't you worry. <laughs> So, Jade, what about you? What got you into the flying? Come on.
2: I've got a husband that likes to do everything and anything. He doesn't stop learning and he wants to enjoy life to the fullest. And he said he wanted to do this, and it was just as COVID was starting. So we drove three and a half hours south and met with an instructor and I just figured I'm going to take my iPad and I'll video on the lawn chair. I'm I'm fine with you going up. I don't like roller coasters. I'm afraid of heights, everything. <laughs> and he's like, No, I want you to do this with me. And I'm like, Oh my God.
1: Oh so no. <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm the easygoing wife that goes along with everything. And I took the class with him. And
3: man, I need one of those.
0: <laughs> yeah. I bet you found it up with it straight away, though, didn't you?
2: What?
0: I bet you fell in love with it straight away, didn't you? As soon as you got up there.
2: I think at, after this past weekend, I think I fell in love with it more.
0: Yeah, You've been so, flying your
3: butt off lately. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I saw you doing some yeah. little wing overs the other day as well. I rated that nicely done. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you giving it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got that new wing and I'm, I'm really starting to like it. And then I did it some oh, last nice. night. And I had my stepdaughter um, video me and, and Wendy, I was right. It, I feel like I'm doing this and I'm doing
0: this. (laughs) 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 It's crazy though. You know, when you look back at it, when you start doing bigger ones, you'll look back at those and you'll be like, I felt like I was nearly going upside down and I was barely doing anything. (laughs) And then (laughs) it's crazy, isn't
3: it? It happens to me too. (laughs) <laughs> I
0: love it, like though. The whole the sky roller coaster thing is, is exactly for me that is exactly what it is. It's a roller coaster in the sky if you want it to be. You just yes. decide where the track's going and that's about it.
2: <laughs> right. That's exactly
0: it. It's the best thing, isn't it?
2: Yes.
0: Uh, so I fly, um, I've got a mini plane uh ABM flex frame with a Moster 185. Uh it's a Moster 185 classic with a clutch uh, would that not be a classic, that would be the next one wouldn't it, it would be the dark evolution it's clutched anyway um, it's done about 120 odd hours it's been rebuilt recently and uh, I am matched that up with a 20 metre Luna 2 um, Bruce Goldsmith it's, uh, it's a pretty fun wing to be fair, I quite like it, it's a B wing yeah. um, I went straight onto that after passing my training but it was not everybody would get through their training at the rate that I managed to. And I, I don't know why it was. Maybe there was just stuff in life that was cross-transferable. I mean, I did eight years of boring dancing when I was a kid. So as soon as I got dancing under that wing, it was uh, it was a, a quick sort of click there. Now um, we got an activity yeah, it, we
3: can do together. I, I just
0: I fell in love with the sport instantly. So it be, I became like a sponge for it while I was learning. And, and it, I think it's, if you really love something a lot like like that then it's every every moment that you're alive you're always looking to learn something new about it i've become a total weather nerd (laughs) i can't stop looking at clouds (laughs) Oh, favorite place yeah favorite place you've ever flown that's a tricky one because the first time i ever flew was in the most incredible sunset that i've still ever seen I've, i've not seen anything quite like it but then to come to your hometown, and you guys will know this, when you take off for the first time at home outside of your school, somewhere that you know incredibly well, like the back of your hand, it becomes brand new again. And and that is quite a weird experience. So that that's right up there for me, right up there. Um, but I think it's got to be uh, Mam Tor and Winits Pass in the Peak District. And there's a reason why as well, and it's because it made me feel so small and insignificant. I was like, "This is not a mountain because it's only 1,600 foot tall. They need to be two in the UK, but it's still quite big." And I went 2,000 foot above it and did what I thought was a decent kind of wing over. It was a little sort of, but it made me feel so small and tiny. You know, like the thing that you get in the mountains when you just have that like grandeur of nature and you just feel small and tiny, like everything else is just massive and infinite and we're just this little thing that that it gave me that and uh, not many flights have done that for me so that one i think mantor i have never gotten that uh...
3: feeling flying say again sorry i have never gotten that feeling flying of being made to feel small really i've I've had too many relationships where women made me feel that way (laughs)
0: What's, what's your uh, what's the highest you've gone up
3: i've probably maybe 3,500. nice
0: you need to go back, I, go, go up go up uh, some i don't know greg anthony harris and Cynthia, unfortunately john I do, um if i ever do though uh i will that that'll will be in my mind i'll be like hmm, <laughs> i've been asked if i knew you before <laughs> um i <laughs> didn uh, yeah yeah but, on. I always wanted to do this. It's I've never got around to it. Well,
2: you can yeah. go with Steve.
3: <laughs> I booked myself one for this weekend. Oh, Yeah. Oh, it's this oh, weekend.
0: yeah. <laughs> was, you might get the feeling then. That yeah. small feeling when you go up there well, and jump out of the plane.
3: I've done it once before, but I was in a funk, and I was like, I could fly, but I'm going to do a whole bunch. Of, I, I'm going to, on a trip here soon. I was like, I want to do something different, so I'm going to go for a second time, but I broke my tailbone the first time, so hopefully I'm good on the second
0: Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, yeah, I've flown a few other places in the UK, Karen. Um, been to Cleethorpes, which is just near, the, well, it's on the east coast near Skegness. Um, there's been Hull near the Humber Bridge. We actually did a little flight around that as well with a few other guys. Started off a little bit inland, um, small, medium sort of, I think it was about 35, 40 mile cross country um, to the bridge and then back. We did a little land out there as well. It was the first time I actually flew and landed in some other location other than where I took off from. Um, and then there's been a couple in Liverpool uh, around Thornby, uh, which was really nice. That was with Chris, who's an absolute legend. Shout out to Chris if you're listening, bro. Um, <laughs> this is a great question. Um, <laughs> now nice. I think, to be honest I want with you, it. Uh, it, there was a time when I uh, I misjudged my landing slightly also I, I maybe not misjudged but i didn't correct for a bit of uh, crosswind which i should have foreseen because there was an opening in the trees which would have uh, created a, a, a channel of air um, obviously which is then going to change the direction of it hitting me uh, which caused me to turn slightly to the left whilst landing and then i nearly crashed into a railing but luckily the tree caught me and stopped me from going into the railing that that was quite scary <laughs> I also had a moment where um I was learning bigger wingovers and as you know there's like a, a there's a zone where wingovers are quite safe and then there's like a zone where they're quite dangerous and then there's a, a zone where they're quite safe again and it's like that middle bit where yeah. you've you've got to really pull it hard to get past that is, is where I had like a couple of collapses uh, one of them was like nearly the half of my wing um, before I could finish saying, Oh, it would, it pop back out. It was all fine. But at the time I laughed it off. I went down, uh, did a few more tricks and then for the next few flights, it's there playing in your mind. You know,
3: I've heard that quite a bit about the middle zone that you really have to be careful and keep that brake pressure on the outside wing and do like a two motion where it's down pressure. Yeah. Is that, is that what you kind of feel about it?
0: yeah i feel like it's um i mean I, I saw it said to me like you're flying two wings in a way because you're you're yawing the pitch through uh, one dominant side to another dominant side um through that whole maneuver so um with that obviously you want to make sure you've got enough tension in the line so that it doesn't allow the wing to sort of move into the slack area and and deform because if it deforms it can collapse and then obviously if you're high it's not a problem because it will just pop itself back out uh, before you realise. Unless you've gift-wrapped yourself, of course, then you're in trouble. But uh, that's why the, the medium zone is, is dangerous, because that's like the gift-wrapping zone, isn't it? Obviously, <sighs> if you if you're go really big, you're just going to go all the way around, uh, which is that, that... I did that a couple of times, um, which is... Build, building yourself up to that's a funny one. And when you do it, it's not as bad as you think. It's not as bad as a big wing-over in terms of like... You know, because you sort of, you're just you're just there in your chair. You go around and then it's like, by the time you get back around to the bottom, it's just like a little wing over again. Because obviously there's still a little bit of energy as it, as it thingies. But yeah, it's, it's just weird. It's great fun though. <laughs> like- <laughs>
2: <laughs> How long have you been flying?
0: Um, one year, nearly literally. Right. Um, it's my one year first flight anniversary on the 21st of September. Um, oh. I absolutely hammered it all through the winter and then through the summer as well this year. So I've got um, uh, 200 flights and like 80 hours or something like that. It would be more hours if I didn't learn in winter, but it was so damn cold. I wasn't staying up there that long each time. (laughs) Uh, What's the highest
1: altitude?
0: Sorry, Wendy. So uh, highest altitude, 6,400 feet. Uh, There's a few of us, talking about doing a flight up to 10,000 soon um which i'm i'm looking forward to but again like i said to you earlier steve that sensation of feeling insignificant and small i got that when i went up to 6,400 so i'm sure i'll get it going to 10 it's it's overwhelming in a way just to see so much stuff at once as well if you know what i mean because we don't normally do it
3: one of my favorite feelings ever is climbing up as high as I feel like and then just killing the motor.
0: Yeah, man.
3: Like, yeah. There's just nothing like it. All the way that down. Is,
0: yeah. down. And you hear the whistling through the strings and the wing, man.
3: I just
2: climb up now and I just try to work on my micro-mini wingovers <laughs> all the way down.
0: <laughs> how have you um, How have you got into learning about doing the wingovers? Oh, uh, Wendy, so furthest flight i done I actually started from my house just out the back and I thought, I'm going to go check out this bridge down the road. So I got to the bridge down the road and then on the horizon, I only saw three hot air balloons, didn't I? So I'm like, oh, wow, I'm going to go chase after those because this is the paramotorist paramotorist dream is hot air balloons, isn't it? So I'm like, yes, this is happening so soon. Didn't realize how far away the horizon was. Turned out it was like 20 odd miles anyway. So. And, and a bit i'd already gone a bit so i'd ended up doing like a 50 mile flight that day um chasing the hot air balloons it was fun though i was freezing by the end of it
2: so bill h wants to know your youtube channel and any social media so you, uh, yeah to so uh, thanks bill
0: i have a youtube channel which is just at pete hobbs um i've been really slacking on there at the moment but i am going to be making some new videos shortly i've got a get a gopro um because <clears throat> the audio on this thing is not great and uh, it's the firmware side of things as well I tried doing some live streams on Facebook and not everybody can see them yet which is um, I think it's just because it's kind of new so I'm hoping that that'll be resolved um, and then yeah Pete's paramotor page on Facebook uh, is where I do most of my stuff at the moment it's, it's great for just like giveaways and things like that um, hopefully one day I'll be able to give away paramotor training and a paramotor I'd love to do that for a vet or something. Um, I've also been thinking about maybe starting like a paramotor park. Because down the line, like with the burgers and stuff, I just had this, like, imagine a nice little cab with uh, an outdoor picnic area and a paramotor spectating place where you can see pilots taking off and, you know, maybe some slalom racing, who knows? <laughs>
2: So you're kinda you're you kinda got garbled, but he's at Pete Hobbs on Facebook and then also Pete Hobbs the same is on it...
1: YouTube as well, yeah.
2: Yep. And then you have the Pete Hobbs Paramotor page.
0: Yeah, Pete's paramotor page, that's it.
2: Pete's paramotor page, yep.
0: Yeah. PPP. Yep. Just make it nice and easy. So and Dave, where's your favorite it. place to fly? Mine? Yeah, have you got like if you got anywhere on your list that you like really 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 want to go. Oh. I
2: to Pete probably. Hobbs' house. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> With the burgers <laughs> and the runway <laughs> outback. <Exactly.
3: Push> out back. <laughs> exactly.
0: And coffee.
3: You want to put a girl in a <laughs> really good you mood, drop you got to give her some food.
0: <laughs> are, you, are you drinking out of a green cup?
3: It's a white cup.
0: Oh man, it just it just vanished off the screen. I thought it was green. <laughs> that's class it's magical i have that
3: power i got that midas touch instead of gold i just invisible woman it
0: you see what's see what's happening to your cup there that happens to my money every time i get some <laughs> <laughs> it, living in britain man it's bad <laughs> it's like that south park episode where they're all paying money into the bank and it's gone. <laughs> yeah i remember that one yeah yeah that's that's life in britain today Good, I would say but...
2: the place I would like to go is probably like Greenland or Iceland or something like yeah. that. I think it would be pretty cool. But yeah. I think right now my favorite was to see Wendy and Justin out in Pennsylvania with the start of the Blue Ridge Mountains and the Appalachians. And that oh, yeah. was awesome.
0: See, so, the topography of that must be incredible to see.
2: It was. Yep.
0: We're not overly blessed with topography here in the UK. Um not until you get to Scotland anyway. Like it's it's really nice up there. Wales, Stephen, you've been up there, haven't you? To Wales. Um that has got some lovely topography. I'd like to go fly that. Oh yeah. 10, that was nice.
3: It's absolutely beautiful.
0: Mm. Barrel rolls over Snowden. There we go. <laughs> yeah, there <laughs> you go.
3: Well, I've got two questions for you, and okay. they're a wee bit different just because I think I somewhat know you. But so the American community in the paramotor world is, yeah. we're sort of a hot mess. There's a lot of <laughs> yeah, fighting yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, it's getting better. It, it's growing. Is this it's an this question. Well, one, I'd like to, you made a comment earlier, and I'm just wondering is it sort of the same way in the UK too? A little bit? You might have like a little bit of different groups that don't agree or like
0: factions and cliques and. Things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly like that. <laughs> okay. It's exactly like that, yeah. Yeah. I, I, That's I think that
3: me. I I thought it was a little bit different in Europe because people talk about competitions and this and that but then it all turns out to be like people just getting together having fun supporting. So it it in yeah. my perception it just didn't seem like the American problems were quite, you know, relatable to I mean like, I think it's getting a lot better.
0: UK okay i think it's getting a lot better man i um the main the main thing that i would highlight if i was to observe from uh, from an outside perspective in the uk sort of scenario would would be that um there's there's two main sort of groups of, of pilot in the uk there's either bhpa pilots or there's non-bhpa pilots and, and that's pretty and much what does that mean uh, so the the BHPA is the British Hand Gliding and Paragliding Association, uh, which is okay. a, an organization that are well known and respected. They provide um, like a, a list of schools that are accredited through them um, for your training and stuff. They they liaise with the CAA um, through the accident investigations and stuff like that. So they're a bona fide organization and, and they're good at what they do. But because of the, the way that the sport is structured in the UK, there's no need for a license or anything like that. So we have private schools, too, who aren't a part of that organization. And therein lies um, the the clickiness there. It's normally between people from one of those different groups um, in, in the melting pot kind of thing. But it's not so bad. You know, they um, they. Yeah. It, at the end of the day everybody flies so i mean once you're at a field with somebody i don't really think it matters that much everybody's just happy aren't they so right yeah but that's and, it uh, to sum it up it's just two different kind of there's the guys that do the clubs and there's the guys that don't
3: yeah and i think for the most part we have an organization like that in uh the us where it isn't really i think a lot of the divisions tend to be from people who go with different schools or just individual personalities rather than yeah. are you are you registered are you certified i i don't think that's more of what divides us here but my other yeah, question she, would me. be so when you came on like i was like hey i know who pete hobbs is
4: nah, but
3: <laughs> i've been so busy lately that i haven't really been following a whole lot like i'll i'll notice something that you'll put up and then yeah. i'll notice like people are giving you grief for something um i mean well, I get you it I get it that? yeah
0: I'm outspoken, though you see. So, and I and I believe because I've I've always thought that I might be here to you know show people a, a, a bit of how to get through a difficult time and inspire people and stuff like that. That I've always showed the good and the bad sides of you know going through a, a situation. Um, whether it can you know sometimes look like I'm moaning or whatever. Like it for me, it's not really important because I know that somebody will get some value out of that. And Ultimately, because of being that way and sharing everything, you know, so openly over the years, you're naturally going to get some things that that some people love and that some people don't. So, yeah, but I'm always ready. I'm always ready for a Karen when they come. <laughs> yeah. I
3: know. I'm just surprised I've never been as trolled as hard as I think I deserve.
0: <laughs> it, some people are just lucky, <laughs> you know. I know. I must have the face for it. Like they just want to come at me. It's because you're so pretty. That's the reason. I wish <laughs> you're so pretty. I've been single for nine years. Work that one out.
3: <laughs> you know,
0: it's maybe by choice. And then, to be honest, I found I found a flying chair, and you know that.
4: That's what did it. Yeah. You stay in a chair for nine for the last year. Can't find. People well, yeah, like that. I've,
0: I've not got any. You know, as soon as the weather's nice, I've not got time for a girlfriend. I'm sorry. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going in that sky,
4: <laughs> can't compete well, with this guy.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. where's where's uh tango tonight to ask if he's single? And
0: uh, so yeah, now at
2: least we know he's single, single ladies. Yeah, yeah, Anyone yeah, yeah.
0: Here? He's single. There's a reason <laughs> I, for it. So I met a girl nine years ago, um, and she was bloody amazing. And you know, since then, I've not had that kind of connection with anybody since. So I'm just <laughs> sat thinking to myself, well. I've got to wait until at least that kind of connection comes along, because otherwise, if I don't, and then that connection comes along, well, I'm I'm going to be in trouble, aren't I? (laughs) How
3: old are you? How old are you? Uh, 36. So not too bad. We're basically the same age.
0: Yeah, man. Although I was never really born. I a fortune cookie. (laughs) What's the fortune cookie saying?
3: It had no fortune whatsoever. Run. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it doesn't matter. You're a rich man if you've been in the sky. That's it was a like a piano's time. gonna
3: fall on your head tomorrow.
0: <laughs> no way, no. And even if it does, it's only an electric one anyway, so it's not got the full weight. It's fine. Yeah, you only get
3: a concussion.
0: <laughs> I need to play that thing more, to be honest. It, it, it's not had a look in since I got the paramotor. you know. Mm. I'm
3: actually a pianist myself. I play gigs and just fly paramotors and work and that's Oh all god, I
2: do. these two yeah. found each
4: other.
3: No, yeah. really? I'm, I'm
4: a, i am
3: actually <laughs> no, I used I, to be a huge jazz pianist but now I mostly yeah. play classic rock and roll
0: oh man see I, I can't even read music I have to literally sit and learn something Um I managed to learn Beethoven Moonlight Sonata grade 6 piece all, all by myself um, oh, cool. learn it all off by heart because I can't read music <laughs> uh, but I actually got to be able to play and sing some bits and bobs <laughs> like Summer Devils and Coldplay <laughs> Yeah, definite bromance on the cards here, man. And this is before he's even eaten one of the burgers.
3: This is the whole reason why I do a show, is to find a proper gentleman I can have a connection with. I haven't had a good, I haven't had a good sword fight in years.
4: <laughs>
0: we have to do
2: a GoFundMe to get you over to Robin Hood land.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just sword fighting over here. We've got bows and arrows as well. It's great. <laughs> <coughs>
1: We All right, you, just shot take back over over.
2: you guys take back over. <laughs> focus, guys, focus. Yes. Okay, right, okay. Uh,
0: who's got flying weather tomorrow? Anybody?
4: I'm not sure. I haven't had good flying weather, and I can't tell you how long.
0: Yeah, it's been so really rough this sky. year. We Steven, you got flying sky. weather tomorrow, bro?
3: I got gusty conditions, so I went ahead and booked myself a skydive.
0: Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> going to uh, yeah to to be honest i need to come out to the states i'm just the thing is you know chasing your dreams it often you you spend a lot of like periods during that whole process going up and down up and down um both mentally physically and uh, financially as well so at the moment holidays are off but soon they will be back uh because i've been like I haven't been wasting my money as such through the pandemic. Uh, I get an army pension from when I got military uh, my medical discharge, um, so that's all tax exempt, and I get that every month. So I try and snap all that away, and and put it to use where I can. And through that, managed to get obviously the tandem wing situation squared away, um, and a few other bits and bobs as well. So going forward, um, there's there's a few more things where I can earn a living from, um, and if I can earn a decent living I get on a plane to america put the power motor in the hold and come shred with you guys because i think that'll be sick so 100 percent. and then obviously cool. we can compare recipes and because i make all the bread and everything from scratch pretty sure we'll be able to do it near on identical over there because you're gonna have like the same stuff so
3: i used to bake my own bread too i actually yeah man. <laughs> i an extremely good vegetarian cook, although I'm not a vegetarian. But I've even done my own homemade beef Wellington with homemade puff pastry.
0: Nice. See the puff pastry that that impresses me more. The homemade yes, puff pastry impresses me more than a homemade beef wellie. Puff if pastry, the pastry is good a pain to That's some time-consuming process right there, man. <laughs> I, uh, you girls can log off now. Off the hat
1: there. You. I, I
4: <laughs> know. as <laughs> well. <be> <laughs>
1: we'll just
2: go in the chat (laughs) well i can guarantee eric would find a spot for you to stay here seeing that you you're the foodie and you cook cook good food so (laughs) oh yeah
1: yeah yeah
3: so one good thing about the states is that we do have amazing gatherings (laughs) where we can have upwards of three to four hundred people gather at a site for a week and fly and have a lot of fun uh do you have uh, gatherings that large over there at all? Have well, you
0: ever for to like fly-ins and stuff like that? Yeah. For just paramotor people,
3: just paramotor. Uh, yeah,
0: kind of. There's there's a couple a year, which are quite big. Um, I can make gluten-free bread, by the way. There's gluten-free flour. So yeah, that can yeah. be done. Ooh. It's not great. So I would tend to, and, and my gluten-free market isn't huge. So I would tend to go with the Genius or something like that. But um, yeah, yeah, it can be done. But ref the flyings and stuff like that. There's there's a couple of decent ones. There's one called the Buttermere Bash in the UK, which is at the Lake District. Beautiful scenery up there. Um, the weather wasn't so great this time, but there's uh, there's one down in Cornwall as well with the Paramotor Club, PMC Summer Fly-in. I think they do down there. Um, I wouldn't mind organising one myself. Um, I'm gonna see because I th- I think like there's a unique sort of niche for the, for like a flying festival maybe Do you know what i mean get some artists on and whatnot and make a make a thing about it maybe get some nighttime flying and some displays on all with the lights and that i've right. seen those polish boys doing it and they they the flying dragons man they they look insanely good especially at night do you, are you allowed to fly at night well if you get permission yeah oh you can get permission to do it yeah yeah this is it and, and you know we, all you've got to do is ask. Most of the time, people will say yes, especially if you can, you know, provide them with a risk assessment and say, look, you know, I've considered all these different risk factors and here's how I'm going to negate all of these. Um, can I do it? Most of the time, they'll be like, yeah, no problem.
3: Hmm. Interesting.
0: I was going to do though. So my local council got in touch with me like, um, to ask me about doing some stuff for the county day and it was going to involve flying over one of the castles and flying over the forest the big Sherwood forest as well um really? unfortunately because it wasn't passed through health and safety first there was a bit of brakes put on it and it was being done at short notice as well so it's not going to happen this year but next year it looks likely that it will um, and and that again is something i had to do a large risk assessment and stuff for um you know they want to make sure you're insured this that any the other which is fine because you can get the acts of cover which is which is great i don't know if you guys get that out in the states but it's um it's really decent yo <laughs> it's decent cover um 160 euros for the year i've got 1.5 million of public liability with that 12 grand's worth of injury cover and then if that's not enough 10 grand's worth of rescue as well so cherry picker wow. and a team of tree surgeons covered yeah <laughs>
3: I'm probably one of few Americans that have been given an exemption from the FAA to fly at night because I just oh, told wow. them, look, I'm going to fly with my shirt off and I'll be plenty visible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: <fair laughs> no, I would not going to get over that unless it was like January or something. Maybe then. After a long winter, I could probably do that.
2: <laughs> Steve, we're sending you over to Pete.
0: One <laughs> way. What about hey, field trip. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you need to do it. You need to do it. Plus, Nottingham's cool anyway. There's loads to do and see here.
3: I would, I would love to do that because I know Tom from Paragetics, uh fairly well, and him and I, like, if you see us together, you'd probably be like, "Are you guys married?" It, it gets pretty gross. It's it pretty gross.
0: They'll be saying that about us before long, mate. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But no, feel free to come over, man. I've got this office room. My house looks out onto a, a couple of meadows and we can go flying from them. So not only have I got the food, there's, uh, there's also on, on the field next to me, just in case there's like load of you that want to come over, there's uh, like a glamping, they call it. It's like glamorous camping, if you will. But there are a lot of pods with hot tubs looking out over the meadow. Um, just r- nice, simple accommodation out there. Um, and I could run a fly in from there as well. Sounds it's very romantic. Same field, so we can do well, that.
2: Okay, tell us if you if any of you guys saw the intro, the beginning part of the intro. Um, tell us about that video. What is that about?
0: Which one? Because I couldn't see it on my screen, unfortunately. My phone was. You being couldn't awkward. see
2: it while well, it was the BBC. I'll tell you then. <laughs> ah,
0: okay. So the BBC thing. Yeah. Um, I mean. My life's not been straightforward as such. I've been through a rough time a couple of times, and it had a large, toll um, bad impact on my mental health. Uh, one particular uh, episode left me not really wanting to bear anymore. And luckily, somebody caught on to that, and they, they said, "Do you need some help?" And you know, I wasn't really going to ask for it. I'll be honest with you. You don't, you don't, when you're in that situation, it's probably the hardest thing to do is to ask somebody for help. Um, so I'm just breaking out of that. Now, if anybody lists. And is going through a difficult time, and you do you need some help. Like, there, there's people out there that do want to help. So you know, speak out, and, and it will be
1: done,
0: basically. But I digress. Uh, I got helped out by by uh, a charity to help veterans. They put me back together, um, and then obviously the pandemic happened. Went through another road, close to losing my burger business and whatnot. Um, I mentioned about the black mold that followed losing the burger business, so I couldn't resume it. Disruption again, moving into to this new place and whatnot. But, you know, I've always tried to, to stay smiling and, and keep happy and positive. And a large amount of being able to do that in the last year has been because of the paramotor. And so the BBC guys, um, I've, I've been and spoke on the radio before a couple of times with the, with the new business because the story before was quite inspiring for other people to, to hear it. So um, it, I think it was just more a little bit of an evolution on that because they knew of me and then they found out about the the parameter and the blog and stuff like that and they were like you know this is kind of interesting and unique would you like to speak about it on the radio I was like yeah cool uh, and then one of the reporters heard that so she was like let's do a video I think this is a really awesome thing that you're doing and um, you know it's it's nice that we can do a positive story and, and get some like positive energy out and about basically so I was like yeah I'm all down for that anything positive I'm always going to say yeah um, because it, it's nice to be able to do it, ultimately. I've, I've been down in the dump so many times that often all you need to see is something positive to start off the process, and then you never know where, where it ends up. So, yeah, that, that's, right. that's how the BBC came about.
3: That's awesome. I mean, I have too much it to was pretty cool. I saw that link somewhere, and I didn't watch it yet. You don't have that on your YouTube. I'm, like,
0: scratching. No, no. I've, uh, I saw I've abandoned the link YouTube. on
3: Facebook.
4: I'm
3: going
0: to find I've it. I've got the link. I abandoned on, YouTube for way too long. And it was basically, I just want to get better cameras so and better audio because there was a lot winding me up with the audio. And I'm like, it's not good enough. And this, that, and the other. And I, you know, it's no videos is not good enough. So this, it's yeah, that, phone William, phone. you're right. Exactly that. And you know what? There's a tree called Hyperion and it's the biggest tree in the world. And that, That tallest tree in the world started underground in a dark place, you know, without no light, no nothing. And it it grew out of that and became the biggest thing in the world. So be be Hyperion. If you find yourself in a dark place, just grow out of it and you will, you can, we all can. You gotta rise like
3: the Phoenix from the ashes.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's a guy called Jordan Peterson who uh, has been speaking out quite a lot. He does this, I don't really follow a lot of his stuff, don't get me wrong, but I know of him and I know he's got this thing called the self authoring program, which is not a million miles away from how I think life is, um, you know, where he, he thinks that if you write things down in, you can make them come into existence. And and that's just because when you write things down into a list and you go and do it, you're actually turning a thought into action. And, and this is the thing most people just think, and they don't do the action afterwards, but it, if you do the action and, and this can be in line with chasing after your dreams and stuff like that, all those little tiny tiny steps add up to huge huge journeys over time, and, and that's all it ever takes. The people that don't give up on the dreams get there, just because they kept going. And you know, obviously, if you if you give up, that's it anyway. That's it? So you, that's, bit, that's
3: the most important thing is you just keep going. Like, yeah, don't yeah, ever exactly. just stop. Just get yeah. up and go. Just just do okay it. Don't take take Just go.
0: If you need a rest, have a little rest. But by God, get yeah. Get up and go again every single time, and do it with a smile on your face as well, because that's up to us. That is, if somebody's taken that smile off your face, they've defeated you, and you know you, you can. It's the daily stoic. There's there's that thing called the daily stoic, where uh, Marcus Aurelius and you know Seneca and Epictetus, so all those you know that Confucius, all those famous philosophers. You know, they they all have great thoughts um, that we can still use today, especially to help us to to be positive. And here's the thing for me. I've never achieved anything while I've sat and felt sorry for myself. But I understand that I've needed to at times in order to... Because you can't just... We're humans that feel emotions. You can't just be like, not feel this emotion today. That's it, done. You have to. You have to go through it. But obviously, we can grow stronger at it, can't we? So this thing inside here we we can we can program it more than you realize and i like yeah to, with mescaline. Um... <laughs> 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 i prefer <laughs> a joint but um to be honest the way that okay I, I mean i think that human consciousness is is most affected by education and uh, you know if we if we roll that back as far as we can um you know it goes back to john d rockefeller really doesn't it back in the day when he when education went from being mainly private to public it was a crazy old time back then but it's all formed the basis of what we've got now and most people like off the back of john d rockefeller he said i want a nation of workers not a nation of thinkers so we've all been taught to work and not to think and it's like I go up there in the sky and all I do is just think about the world and, you know, just pointless, aimless stuff. And I come down and I'm so happy. And then I see everybody that's living this work life chasing after the next consumer item and and they don't look as happy. And I noticed that when, before I I flew, everybody that's flying a paramotor just looks so happy and chilled out. Like it's got to be that. And it is.
3: (laughs) It's kind of weird you put it that way too, because... Thinking can make me miserable sometimes, and sometimes working makes me happy. Yeah, but when I paramotor, I don't do either, and I'm no. just happy. It's just, just there in the moment. So is. Now I'm there in the moment, and I am a person where I have extreme difficulty living in the moment. Yeah, paramotoring is one of few things I get to do where it's like I'm in the moment, and if I feel great, I'm going to pursue it.
0: Yeah, that's it, isn't it? I used to do skiing or, or board. Have I, I did. done skiing? Yeah. Do you ski or board?
3: I don't. But Jane.
2: I didn't. We know did you it. board,
0: don't you? Yeah. Do what? What about skiing?
2: I did water water skiing and snow skiing. Did all that? Yeah.
0: The snow skiing. What did you reckon to it? What? Did I what? Did you? What did you think to the snow skiing?
2: Oh, I I love the snow skiing. I'm still kind of iffy on the snowboarding
0: <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think about taking a wing with the with the skis
2: that oh. would be fun but we also did <laughs> lessons with kiteboarding in the water
5: Ooh.
1: Ooh. so we
2: did that and i got up on the second day and but nice. that wing scares the hell out of me
1: yeah I bet. i've was...
0: seen those guys get pulled up in the air like 40 yeah yeah
2: <laughs> And I got pulled up in the air on a field. <laughs> so. Hey, Pete, I'm going to let you know that I sent out a link to see if anybody wanted to join in in the show um, nice. before we say goodnight. So there's a couple people that are going to be joining in. So, OK.
0: Awesome. Oh, I love that. So. Thank you. Hi, Nate. Hello. <laughs> how's it going? Angie, how's it. it
1: going?
2: Hey. <laughs> Hi guys. So if anybody else wants to, to join in, we've got a couple more slots. So if you guys want to say hi and be on the show for a little bit. Um, but this dude has been up all day and it's um, two o'clock in the morning by him.
0: He's been doing yeah, a lot yeah. of 2 a. <laughs> yeah, but... oh, yeah. I like to play with the crypto a little bit. So, so 2 a.m. is <laughs> um, too <laughs> for me.
5: Thank you for your time.
0: No problem. Thank you for having me on. That's that's the main thing. Like it was really nice to be asked on. So I was like, <laughs> obviously we we all have this amazing thing in common. Um Yeah, we're so far yeah. away as well.
3: Pete, yeah. especially for are me. you, Shane?
0: Okay. Ice. What were you saying? Shane's got icy conditions. Oh. Yeah. So he's got to be he's got to be in the southern hemisphere, doesn't Because he? it's it's not.
5: Yeah, I'm not it's sure. It's not
0: icy we're... in the north yet. Right. Still late summer here. New Zealand, maybe.
5: Skiing and really? snowboarding on ice is not fun.
0: <laughs> John no. is John's absolutely right. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, you're probably <laughs> chasing new bits and bobs. I've just got a new camera. Let me show you guys my new camera. Product.
2: You're right, Gladys. So,
0: I needed something. I was taking pictures from... Uh, Ah, oh, soul cleaning. Now that's a lovely way to put it. Gladys knows. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's like um, deglazing the soul. <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> um
0: Like you with the So we've got this little beast. It's, it's uh, Sony Alpha Beautiful. A7R3. Um, because I was taking nice. pictures from the sky with the iPhone, and it was just not doing enough. This thing's got not 42 megapixels on it, um, <laughs> and I've been learning to use it this week. It's amazing. So. There's going to be some, once I figure it out, there's going to be some awesome photos coming down from here. But every time I take it on I do something wrong with it. So the last time I went up there, I was shooting on like 1 over 80, which is just on the cusp of motion blur. And uh, obviously I'm moving as well, aren't I? So all of my landscape shots were just just blurry. So next time, next time I'll nail it. um, And I'll try and get like all Nottingham, Nottingham Castle and... All that sort of stuff as well, because that's like Robin Hood Central. Nice.
2: Southern
0: North South Carolina, hills. wow. Nice. I just need some mountains. Like, we don't really have any in the UK. There's no skiing. Nice. So for me, this paramotoring hobby was something that you know I could really like get involved with and do it pretty much all the time when the weather was OK. But, um, have any of you guys thought about going to the pyramids in Egypt?
5: Oh, I'd love yeah. to. That's I'm just a skydiver. I'm, thinking I'm about. Not... sorry.
3: You know they initially wanted build big squares. They're just it was.
5: We it was should organize a trip. Limited goals. <laughs>
0: and I don't. We know should if the Param- a trip.
5: I think. You totally should. I don't know if they do a thing uh, in paramotor like they do in skydiving. They have uh, a couple of times a year where they have um, skydive boogies um, to. Go and that was actually why I was trying to progress in, in that. Uh, I'm, I haven't paramotored yet. They've all been on me. Um yep. but there is a
3: there there is a pyramid I wanna fly. The pharaoh is supposedly encased in chocolate and nuts. It's apparently the pyramid of pharaoh rocher.
5: <laughs> oh nice, nice.
3: Yeah. Good
5: night, Erin. I've been told that it's really incredible, the energy that is around that, um, you know, and it would be such an incredible experience. And so that was definitely Ah. something that I was trying to get to that place um, in that sport to be able to participate in that. Because as soon as I found out it was a thing, I'm like, what? Serious?
1: Yeah, yeah. They do all
0: of Luxor as well, don't they? And all around, you know, you talk about the energy side of things like this is the reason why I love the mountains as well. Um, I think with concentrated areas of um, of material, obviously there's more gravity there, isn't there? Which is going to, obviously that's going to slow time down and all that kind of jazz. It's not going to be a lot that we would notice, but maybe on like a, a quantum level, which would affect us as a consciousness. Absolutely. Then it, it may have an effect. So um, yeah, yes. I think, you know, 100%. I believe in um, a universal underlying energy that that brings everything into existence Same. that you can tap into, <laughs> and and you, you can sometimes you'll you'll I don't know you'll feel like just a supercharging of of like just being, if you will, yes. just coming in and yeah I like it's hard to explain, but it I wasn't always I didn't always think like this to be quite. Fair.
3: If you're new to the show, every paramotor pilot does do mescaline.
0: Just let you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> Send me some over then. <laughs> <laughs> but this is like you know what you're talking about, that. In the uh, engineers, where you have to do a yard. It when would get we... filled with some horrible stuff as well, like a yard of ale, and they'd, they'd fill it with all sorts. Oh, it was foul. Grim. It got banned, yeah. and then it, they started doing it out of a Wellington boot behind the block. So. <laughs>
5: When would you say that your um, way of thinking kind of shifted to this?
0: Um, It it happened mainly at the start to the middle of the pandemic. Um, I went through another stressful situation. And um, I think mainly the reason for being this way now is because I wanted to be well armed against any potential future stressful situations I might come across because you know, if if you don't react correctly to a stressful situation, it can affect your ability to solve problems and think clearly and all that kind of stuff. So for me now, it's like, yeah, just got to be calm, be happy, just be level all the time. If it's good, be level. If it's bad, be level. Just take it all in your stride and, and keep going forward, basically. Finding um, your balance. Yeah. I mean, I've found the balance now. It's just <laughs> bringing it all into life and, you know, making sure that I don't give myself too much. going to be going forward I'm going to be doing the burger business paramotor tandems with um, obviously plenty of media production for the social media channels and I enjoy like marketing and stuff as well so the photography is probably going to get a look in Um, you might as well ain't you you know I look at Elon Musk he's running all these companies and building rockets and stuff so what I'm trying to do in comparison is nothing really (laughs) just uh just another guy out there trying to hustle it through I guess
5: sounds like you'll definitely have you know your your energy going in different areas but it sounds like that you're gonna also make sure and take the time to um bring that back to yourself so that's good that's i'll try to
0: choose things that complement each other in a way so with my tandem wing i'm gonna have my hobsburger code logo printed in the middle of it and fly that around to advertise my brand um Brilliant. Which the, the burger business office, itself right? is going to be doing, mainly focused in sort of like towards, you know, like later in the afternoon, so sort of two pm to sort of eight pm. uh So in in the winter, it'll affect the flying in the evening, but it won't in the morning. um So I'll be, I'll still be able to fly around that without any problem. um So the tandems and stuff will be fine, uh, and, and then the photography on wet days or or nice days when it's too windy to fly or whatever is always going to be there too. So there's uh, there's a few strings to that Robin Hood bow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Wendy, the tandem wing I've gone for is um, a Bruce Goldsmith Jewel Light two, which is a forty metre one. It's rated for two hundred and twenty-five kilos. It's in it's in, they've got one called a scheme called Tulip at the moment. It's uh, it's on the way as well. I ordered it about eight and a half weeks ago and um they're, they're all made in a big factory in Sri Lanka as you guys probably know and Sri Lanka have had an awful time with their politics at the moment. So it's left with a huge delay in uh, in the manufacturing process, which we didn't know about at the time. I have moaned about it a couple of times on my social media, but it's mainly because I've had my arse chewed by customers that have booked to come and fly with me, and it looks like I've just not got a wing at all. Do you know what I mean? And even though I ordered it and you know, just sat up waiting. So that's been a little bit of a nightmare. One of them's had a refund. Um, and, and opened a PayPal case, even though it's tested that they're not refundable. But there's just a load of madness going on, but you can't let it stress you out. Ultimately, it's uh, it's all going to work out in the end. And you know, it will. So, All those guys that have got tandems are now getting an extra uh, half an hour on their flight, and I'm going to treat them to a video with this as well so that they can remember it forever. How about that? That's nice, isn't it?
2: What size wing did you say you have?
0: Uh, the, the tandem team. wing is going to be a 40-meter one that I've ordered. Um, it's a dual-like two. So it, it, they're super easy to launch, like the materials, as thin as the Ozone's, to be fair, you know, like on the underneath. Um, I've not I've not been flying them yet. Um, I won't start until I've got my tandem wing, and I've done a couple more tandem flights on that one. I've done a few with my instructor on his tandem rig, um, but obviously until mine turns up. So, um, yeah, when my first few that passengers lunch, right? will be... Uh, hopefully it'd be really nice if i could do one on the 21st of september because that was when i did my first flight so yeah fingers and
2: that's foot launch right
0: yeah yeah foot launch yeah okay um i mean i wouldn't mind the trike to be fair but they're less convenient and to get off the ground you need a longer longer runway and all that kind of stuff so
3: yeah i did a tandem recently on a 31 meter on a trike and we had, we blew up the motor because we were having to run it so hard because the wing was so small.
0: <laughs> I, I, to be honest, the trikes do look much fun. Um, so I might I need to have a go. Oh, the 35 meter. Um, is that the, oh, which one will that be? I'm, I was looking at them the other day and I can't remember which one was. There was a 35 that I saw. Was it the Dudek Orca that's a 35? The She's four. got the
2: one that's got the shark fins. Um, mm.
0: I can't remember that's... offhand what the weight of mine is, but I know it's like super, super light material. So triops? although it's, maybe although it's a big wing, it's really, really light, and it literally just inflates so easy. It's it's unreal. Apparently, it's going to have been worth the weight. We will see.
3: <laughs> you just blow on it and it's like brick check.
0: Yeah, yeah, basically,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Ozone triops. Too. Nice, nice. I'll have to have a look into that. I've not really flown much in the Ozones. So if I had to go on a spider, and, um, it, it was nice to be fair. It was. Um, it didn't feel bumpy. You know, with my Luna, it's like kind of sporty. If that makes sense, it's like driving on coilovers. Um, the the one I've gone for is Bruce Goldsmith design. It's the Bruce oh. Goldsmith design Dual Light Two that I've gone for. So if you was to check that out on the um, Google's and uh, hit their um, manual, it will tell you the weight of it and then you'll be able to compare that up to the Triops and see what material weight you're up against. Um, And I would be surprised, judging from what I've been said uh, to me by my instructor, I I would be surprised if the Triops was heavier than the Dual Light Hmm. I don't know for sure. We'll see. (laughs) Sorry, I've lost where we were there.
2: No, that's
3: fine.
0: Oh, no, that's
5: <laughs> <laughs> that's it was great visiting with you. you. outside. <laughs> Sorry, say, Sorry, Gotta run, guys. It was great visiting with y'all. Oh, you got I gotta go get a Have boy a out of the shower. Bye. See you later, <laughs> Angie. Bye.
4: Bye,
0: Bye Angie. <laughs> yes.
4: Hi, that Clarks Video. My...
2: That would be my husband. <laughs>
0: Studmuffin's got the Heisenberg glasses on the go there. I only need to get mine out. I think we've got the same gla- glasses. Do and what? Questions coming. He
3: speaks as much as Heisenberg, so there you go.
0: Yeah, man. I'm sure I've got the same glasses as Studmuffin. <laughs> I don't know where they are, though. They're downstairs somewhere. <laughs>
2: So, again, I want to just <laughs> thank everybody for joining us tonight. And um, we got a couple latecomers Fly Baby Fly, um, Clark's video. He's also in Wisconsin by us. And just awesome. say again, Wisconsin. Yep. Yo, thank yo. you, to everyone that has uh, joined us tonight. And Pete, you were amazing. Um, thank and you. So you guys. And it's been me.
0: absolutely amazing to come and chat you, with you like i've really you've enjoyed gained like 25 here. new
2: paramotor friends i'm gonna to have to get back on my
0: youtube
3: and now just tell really me how you've set all fans
0: so that we can have like a multi-screen if you will yeah. so that i can talk to all the people I, I need to sort my laptop camera out because that didn't work did it so that was a bit
4: oh fly, like, fly swamper was just lurking so fly he's been fly hey, swamper fly yeah. Thanks yeah. for
2: lurking. Yeah. Thanks for lurking. <laughs> <laughs> we thank love you. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, <laughs> get, JP, JP need to get this up, on, you know, was I'm, on here earlier.
1: Yeah, he yep. so, was.
2: But yes, thank you very much, and I'm probably going to shut down the live um, because There's everybody's meds, starting. Yep, he was in there. He, uh, people are starting to kind of drop like flies. So yeah. <laughs> um, if you guys get a chance, go on uh, YouTube again and rewatch the beginning. It's a pretty cool intro that we put together with Pete and um, his video with the BBC and talks about
1: Thank you for that, all about
2: way. him and his, his life so but yes you have gained at least 25 tonight um new friends so please keep in touch please, thank god not pounds
0: thank you guys
3: please but, uh keep watching wait a second we don't see you on air we'll see you in the
0: air <laughs> we need to go, yeah. man we need to go. oh we will in more time ways time. than one <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very well, good man. guest. I'm, I don't know if we're all I'm, fully connected I'm on gonna there. I'm going to do it so, right uh, now. Make that happen as well.
2: Yes, make sure you... Uh, Can
1: you do his... one of those
4: photos? A photo? Of, of you
3: guys? A photo? Uh,
4: no, all of us. Uh,
3: oh, yeah. There we I go.
2: And muffin.
0: Hey, okay. <laughs> <Weisenberg laughs> over there, love that. <laughs> done.
1: There is. <laughs>
4: right, hang on. Back of your head,
2: <laughs> trying yeah. to figure out how to get the scrolling off of here.
0: I need to figure all this stuff out so that I can. Uh, I'd like to do these multi screen lives because, uh, to be honest with you, I live on my own, so I could just like do one of these every night and just hang out and got like, it'd be cool with that. I'd like well, that this is a lot easier well, i've got company
3: to.
0: i'm not gonna be alone just, anymore i live on my own i've got my cat. Yep. obviously you heard the state of pochi earlier man he's loud yep so, i've
3: got companionship yeah That's, <laughs> i've
0: just got loud companionship but it's better than an empty house man so he's been exactly. missing for like six weeks as well well, now we got a
3: virtual long-distance
0: companionship. Exactly. So Stuffed out and about. He's,
2: he's he better be coming home. So he was out at the airport training tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I see him in the car.
1: He's back in the car. I can oh, hear oh, you, Stuffed
4: I can
2: hear
1: you. Guys. We can see oh, no, you. We can
4: sound kind of see you. We <laughs> better, better hear you on your way home.
2: <laughs> I am a little bit. Did you want to? Did you want to ask Pete anything,
1: Eric? Yeah, I do. I want to talk to him. So don't let him go until I get home. <laughs> no worries. <laughs>
2: All right. Well, let's cut the live. And if anybody wants to join, the the link was in the chat. So we got a little bit of room for a couple more people. And awesome. Otherwise. We'll see you guys next week. And in the meantime, keep flying safe, everyone, okay?
0: Fly safe, guys. And don't forget to battle roll when you feel like it's time.
2: Right. (laughs) Keep on smiling. Keep flying safe.
0: Good night, everybody. Good night, guys.